1: Welcome to the DFS Podcast Friday edition for tonight's MLB schedule of games. Hi there, baseball fans. I'm Paul Bruno, and I'm joined, as always, by John McKechnie. We're coming at you today with our best recommendations for your FanDuel rosters for Friday night's games to open up the second half of the MLB schedule. John, any observations on a hot MLB topic or two that you want to address right off the top?
2: Well, it's exciting that you know we're about two weeks out from, from the uh, trade deadline, and uh, a, the Red Sox kind of started it up uh Yesterday, with the acquisition of Drew Pomeranz, you know, they're getting a lefty uh, that's, you know, I'd say one of the better available arms coming out on, on the trade market. Uh, you know, they gave up a pretty good prospect to get him, but he's only 18, so it's going to be a while till we really know how this trade shook, shook out for both teams. But, you know, we're going to have to see how Pomeranz fares down the stretch because he's already at his career high. For innings, I believe, uh, at over a hundred. So he's gonna he's gonna have to. Uh, it'll be interesting to see, really, uh, how he's able to fare. You know, down the stretch, August, September. You know, maybe if if the Red Sox have to lean on him on short rest or something like that, uh, be an. Especially when you consider that the rest of their uh, rotation outside of Stephen Wright uh, has been kind of subpar to to terrible at, at certain points of this season so it'll be interesting to see how this shakes out what do you think
1: well what i think is uh you know early in the season i was one of the guy one of the few people that thought that the david price signing was a poor fit in boston the wrong glass for that beer and i think there's another one that goes up on the top of the bar in this instance with pomerantz another lefty in fenway park that's where lefties go to die, in my opinion, unless your name is John Lester. He was the only one that bucked that trend in that's recent true. years. But uh, but uh, Price has been lit up regularly at home, and I think Pomerantz will join that party real soon. And uh, the Red Sox may rue the fact that they made this deal. You mentioned th- that he's at a, almost a career high for innings pitch, and there's a lot of talk these days about in- innings pitch limits on some pitchers. And uh, they may not get a lot out of this guy the rest of the season, in my opinion, and when they do, I think he's going to be hammered in Fenway Park on the home starts, and uh, and so I'm, I'm one of the people that th- that has Spocky and I raised on, on this particular transaction <laughs> and uh, wonder how it's going to turn out for the Red Sox. They certainly have him in their sights as a controllable arm for the next year or two, at least, I think, uh, so they're banking on uh, the current numbers to parlay into more of the same, but uh, I really don't like the chances in, in that particular scenario yeah well i think
2: it's i think it speaks back that um that just the market uh for arms that this year is is a lot weaker than we've seen in years past where you know you're getting a guy who's a relative unknown to to the casual baseball fans being arguably like the biggest arm that's going to be on the move uh so yeah it's definitely gonna be interesting to see how that all plays out
1: yeah, it's no surprise that it happened in the AL East, which is one of the most competitive divisions in all of baseball, with three teams that are loaded for bear offensively, and uh, it's a bit of an arms race on the pitching side to see how they can strengthen their rotations in the second half. That may be a deciding factor, so that's probably why the Red Sox were pulling the trigger so early on this particular transaction. With that out of the way, John, we want to go through the a quick, quick preview of the projected starters today. Noting that all games are based on Eastern Standard Time, as always, and we're going to go ahead and ignore the early game, a 2:20 start where the Rangers visit the Cubbies, so a lot of good bats will be by the boards in our picks today. So why don't you lead us off with the first five picks of uh, uh, projected starters in, uh, in uh, today's slate of games.
2: All right. It's off here we got a, a, Cy, a uh, Cy Young contender in Steven Strasburg taking his 12-0 record to the mound, uh, hosting Pittsburgh with Francisco Liriano. That's a 7.05 start. Then we're going to have the Yankees with Michael Pineda taking the mound, going against Eduardo Rodriguez of the Red Sox. That's a 7.05 start. Then moving down to Philadelphia, we're going to have Jeremy Hellickson, you know, who had a pretty strong first half of the season, going against uh, one of our favorites, Bartolo Colon. Uh, that's a 7.05 start. Then moving to the Midwest a little bit, we're going to have Justin Verlander taking the mound, hosting Ian Kennedy and the Royals. And then following that up, we're going to have Anthony Desclafani of the Reds going against Matt Garza at a great American ballpark. Uh, that's a 7-10 start.
1: I love the way you you skated through that Cincinnati starter's name. I should have probably handled that one for you, but you came through with flying colors there, Johnny. Well, I'm a
2: big fan of his. You'll see why soon.
1: Oh, I know. Uh, the Orioles, your team, Giovanni Gallardo with a 3-1 and record, of 5.82 ERA, though, John, against yeah. Chris Archer and his 4.66 mark. Uh, he's got a 4-12 and record for Tampa. That's a battle of some surprising ret- records of t- starting pitchers I expected much more out of this season at 7.10. Then Colorado, we follow up Jorge De La Rosa and his 5-6 and mark against Atlanta and Lucas Harrell, a 1-0 record with a 1.32 ERA at 7.35. Cleveland put uh, Carlos Carrasco in his five and three record with a two forty seven ERA against Minnesota, and uh, their veteran Irvin Santana with his three and seven mark, uh, four oh six ERA at eight ten. Then Miami throws up a Chen, five and three, with a 4.83 ERA against St. Louis, and Jaime Garcia, six and six mark with a 4.01 ERA at 8:15. The Dodgers throw up recently acquired Bud Norris, his four and seven mark with a 3.98 ERA against Arizona, and their lefty Patrick Corbin, who's four and seven with a 4.94 ERA at 9:40. Take us through the nighttime starts. I'll be watching the first of these games, John.
2: Then moving on to the we're going to have Oakland's Daniel Mengden on him. That, that's a 10 05 start. Then we're going to have the White Sox with Miguel Gonzalez on the hill out in Anaheim going against Hector Santiago and the Angels. That's a 10 05 start. Then we're going to have Seattle's James Paxton, uh, one of the harder throwers in the game right now, uh, in Houston and Doug Fister. That's a 10 10 start. And then wrapping it up for the evening, we're going to have San Francisco's Madison Bumgarner going down to San Diego to face Andrew Kashner and the Padres. That's a ten forty start.
1: All right, John, let's get into this, beginning with our starting pitchers. Tell us who do you like and why, and I'll counter with my pick.
2: All right, we're, I'm going to go with Anthony Desclafani here of the Reds uh, at 7200, going against Milwaukee. So he's a, he's at home, uh, and I feel like if you're not going to to pay up for for Madison Bumgarner tonight, Desclafani is kind of my favorite amongst the cheaper pitching options. He's been really excellent as, over his last four starts. He's got a three and and0 mark, including one win at Wrigley Field. Uh, he's got five strikeouts again in those outings. Uh, uh, he's down 2.28 over that stretch with a .98 uh, WHIP, and he's been pitching really well at his home ballpark. He's got a .64 ERA over his last 14 innings there, uh, and he gets to start against the Brewers, who had the league high 26 percent strikeout rate on the road of any team in the first hat in the first half of the season. So you definitely like your odds there, especially you're going for pitching options. You know. You don't feel like the, the win is a guarantee. You wanna load up on strikeouts and strikeout potential. And I think Descalfani definitely offered has that to offer. And at seventy two hundred, you know, you're not really paying a whole lot. So I'm going with him tonight at seventy two hundred.
1: Alright, and I'm going to counter with Marcus Stroman of the Blue Jays at 7,800. We're both in that area where we're not spending a lot of money on, on pitchers so we can load up offensively, John. Uh, for his part, Stroman started out this season as a projected staff ace in Toronto despite very little MLB experience prior to this season and only recently as he started to show that he has figured things out as he's coming off a pair of quality starts against two of the better hitting teams in the American League in the Royals and Indians where he held them to a combined eight hits and two walks over 14 and two third innings pitched while striking out 12 batters. Tonight he gets what looks like a much better matchup against a weaker lineup, and one of the worst teams in the American League, in fact, in Oakland, in that spacious ballpark that he gets to face the A's tonight, so I really like the chances for big numbers for Stroman tonight, and I don't really think I have to pay up that much, so it affords me some flexibility elsewhere. With that, John, we'll remind people that the MLB season is here for sure, and we still got a lot of baseball left, and that means Daily Fantasy Baseball is back, so go to FanDuel.com, where building a team is easy. Just pick pick your players stay under the salary cap. Sit back tonight and watch your team win. Entry fees start at just under just a dollar and anyone can play. John, uh, we've had a lot of fun with this segment all year long. And as, it's, as we've gone through each week, I've developed a bit of a s- strategy that I've settled on. And it's worked very well for me. Getting to know where my hitters are in the, in the batting lineups and looking for cheap starting pitching has earned me some money in recent weeks, including two straight second place finishes in the Rotowire staff free roll at FanDuel. You've enjoyed your share of success too. What's been your secret to your success?
2: Yeah, I think being able to recognize uh, the best sort of mid to lower pitching options—you know, anyone from from the low thousands into the um, even sometimes the high six thousands—you know that it's a pretty. Big range, but if you if you're able to kind of pinpoint uh, the one that's either going to rack up the strikeouts or uh, is going to be able to get the win, I think that's really important. And I think uh, you know it's good to just not be scared of the fact that your your pitcher can allow some walks, allow some hits, but if he can keep the strand. And and prevent the runs from across. That's that's very crucial. Uh, And then also by by saving money on your pitcher, uh, you really are able to kind of get the cream of the crop as far as uh, your bats are concerned. And I think uh, that's been both of our strategies. And I think in in a sense, and I think both of us have been able to capitalize on that.
1: Well, and John, tonight's the last week in uh, in the season where uh, Fan FanDuel has offered uh, player participants to earn some money and. Qualify for the championship, which goes down next week. Why don't you remind our listeners just how that partnership has worked?
2: Yep, FanDuel partnership with RotoWire is RotoWire Fantasy Baseball Championship, where FanDuel and RotoWire are offering an exclusive series of fourteen weekly contests for RotoWire readers, culminating in the final, which I believe is coming up next week, which awards fifteen thousand in free prizes, including two thousand for first place.
1: So we invite our listeners to join over the 1 million other users who've already won money with FanDuel. It's never too late to join. Come and play with me every day over at FanDuel.com. Go to FanDuel.com and click the microphone in the upper right-hand corner. Use my code RWPOD and sign up now. There's a special offer for new users where you get a free 6-month Rotowire wire subscription with a $25 deposit. You must sign up with my promo code RWPOD. That's over $60 in value. For just twenty-five bucks, John. Don't forget to use my code RWPodFanduel.com. Where every day's a new season. That's Fanduel.com. Sign up today. Okay, John. Let's get into our position by position picks. Who do you like behind the dish? I'm
2: gonna go with uh, the Mets. uh, Travis Darno at twenty-one hundred, going against Jeremy Hellickson. For the price alone, there there really stood out to me because I mean you're getting uh, near minimum price for a guy that actually has been doing pretty well. If you look at his if it, at his season-long stats, uh, you know, 247, 305, 340 slash line, that's not going to bowl anybody over. But he really started to hit in the last uh, four games because of the all-star break where he, he got up to 313, 344, 438 uh, with two home runs and uh, eight RBI. So he's going to be uh, – out there against Jeremy Hellickson, and, and also another thing I like about Darno is that he has been making productive outs, uh, or he, he hasn't been making unproductive outs. Is, is the better way to say that because he's he only struck out six times in the in those two weeks uh, in, in the forty-eight at-bat sample. So you know that he's going to be able to at least get. Play maybe push some runs across. So near near minimum salary going against the Phillies, I think that's a twenty.
1: All right, and I'm going to counter with uh, Salvador Perez of the Royals at 3,400 bucks. He headed into the All Star break on a hot streak, collecting seven hits in his last 15 at batch which only served to pad power numbers that are likely to smash career best marks for the for the. Royals veteran. I also note that he has a great history against Tigers starter Justin Verlander, which includes 22 hits, nine of which went for extra bases, in only 46 at-bats, John. I'll remind you that the 2016 version of Verlander is less dominant than the guy who Perez has faced in producing much of those amazing totals for for their respective careers. Perez seems to have Verlander's number, and I say he dials it up again tonight. What about your first base pick?
2: I'm going to go with Mike Napoli of the Indians going against Irvin Santana and the Twins. Uh, Napoli's priced on kind of the lower end of what we usually end up paying paying at first base, and I don't think that's a bad thing at all, especially considering he's going against an Irvin, a guy in Irvin Santana that he's dominated in his career. He's 8-for-22 lifetime against Irvin, uh, and seven, seven of those hits have gone for extra bases, including three home runs. So you really like that history there. And for him to be down at only... Uh, Thirty-three hundred. When you got other guys in that price range, but anywhere between thirty-five hundred and three thousand, guys like Will Myers going against uh, Madison Bumgarner or Adrian Gonzalez, who's been a little underwhelming, or Mark Reynolds uh, not hitting at Coors Field. Uh, I really like Santana, or uh, I like Napoli a lot out of those guys. So if I'm not paying a Paul Goldschmidt. Types, I'm going to go with, with there, especially given his career history against Santana.
1: Well, I'm going to pay a bit up a bit for my first baseman of choice, and that's Miguel Cabrera. He's uh, still only 3700 bucks. That's great value for one of the best hitters in baseball, in my opinion. And I love the matchup he gets tonight against Royal starter Ian Kennedy when I see that he's served up 11 homers in his last six starts, covering only 34 and two-thirds innings pitched. Cabrera's been on a homer drought in July, despite keeping his batting average around the 300 mark for the season. I think he sends a limo to make sure Kennedy gets to the ballpark safely tonight, John, so he can build on a 4-for-10 history against the Royals' righty starter and gets off the homer schneid uh, in style this evening uh, against Kansas City. Your second base pick. Uh, I'm
2: going to go with Phil Goslin. Of the Diamondbacks going against Bud Norris, he's only at 2,300. This is definitely one of those th- uh, situations where you'll need to double check that Goslin is in the lineup uh, before you lock him in because he does—he's not necessarily an everyday player. But I think he's—I think he, if he is, this is about as good of a matchup as you're going to find. He's at home going against Bud Norris, who uh, you know I know had a really solid first half of the season, but I'm expecting some. Re- there. And, uh arizona's ballpark definitely doesn't do pitchers any favors uh, and Goslin he started six of the last nine games before the break and he he like took advantage of that opportunity slashing three fifty four thirty five five fifty with four doubles and twenty at bats i mean that's a bit of a smaller sample size, but you still like the direction that he was heading so if you if he does end up playing i'm definitely going to lock him in.
1: Okay, I'm going to counter with my second base pick of choice, John. Dude, that
2: really gives you some nice flexibility. If he doesn't start, I, I would go with J. Lamay, 3,300 going again, though.
1: All right, I'm, so, I'm going to counter with my pick of Robinson Cano of the Mariners for 3500 bucks. Cano comes into tonight's contest having hit safely in 16 of his last 17 games. He's already matched the 21 homers he notched in all of 2015, and has firmly established himself, again, as one of the top all around second sackers in the bigs. Tonight, he goes up against the Astros' Doug Pfister, whose home run rate is the highest it's been in his career. Cano has also got a 6-for-17 sample in this matchup history, which only includes one strikeout against Pfister, who is not by any stretch of the imagination an overpowering hurler. So Cano should have no trouble putting the ball in play during this matchup, and that should lead to some big points for him. Uh, Your third base pick, John.
2: I'm going to go with uh, going to stick with the Diamondbacks here. I'm going to go with Jake Lamb at 3500 going against the Dodgers and Bud Norris. Uh Lamb had one of the best first halves in baseball slashing 291 371 612 with 20 home runs, seven triples and 19 doubles. So he's been an extra base hit machine. I it still kind of baffles me. I know that uh got guys like Aaron Arenado and in the National League that are deserving All-Stars as well. But I think Lamb really uh, kind of deserved to be there as well. I thought he was one of the bigger snubs uh, that I noticed. Uh, and he's going to be hitting at home tonight where he's done most of his power damage, 13 home runs, 13 of his 20 home runs, have come, to, have come uh, at that ballpark, and he gets to go face a right-hander uh, in Bud Norris that I just don't have a ton of faith So I think uh, Lamb might be favorite picks of the night, 3,500.
1: And I'm going to counter with my third base pick, um, Michael Franco of the Phillies. John, for $3,000, Franco headed into the all-star break as the hottest hitting third baseman in the entire major leagues that he as he hit safely in 15 of his last 16 games, and that sample size included nine multi-hit outings. And yet his price tag remains low at the three grand for tonight's contest. Tonight he'll face the Mets and Bartolo Colon, who served up five homers in his last three starts, which include 24 base runners in only 17 and two thirds innings pitched. So people are getting on base against the old man. And uh, I throw in the fact that this game is being played in Philly's home park, one of the best hitter friendly stadiums in the majors. So I like Franco's chances for another big night to extend his uh, recent streak of success. Your shortstop pick.
2: I'm going to go with Bogarts at 3400 going against Michael Pineda. Uh, I know Pineda's been turning turning a corner a little bit in his last few starts, but at the same time, I think Bogarts is too quality a hitter to be priced in that sort of mid-tier, just at $3,400. Uh, so he's hitting 324, uh with an 8.42 OPS against right-handers this season. Obviously, he'll be facing a righty in Pineda, and he's going in one of the more... Parks in all stadiums. So I'm not going to overthink too much. I think Bogarts at 3,400 is one of those price tags that that really jumped out to me on tonight's slate. So I'm going to go with him at 3,400.
1: I'm going to counter with uh, Brandon Crawford of the Giants, uh, keeping a lid on my spending in this instance with $2,900 committed. For the Giants' second baseman who fits the bill, when I note that uh, a power hitter has collected four multi-hit games in his last 10 starts, that catches my eye. And he has a favorable matchup tonight against Padres starter Andrew Kashner, who has an ugly 156 whip on the season, and against whom Crawford has a 7-for-17 history that's including only two strikeouts. Crawford's really improved his contact rate on the season, and his batting average reflects that, and that bodes well for me as I get one of the better power options at shortstop into my lineup at this bargain basement. Price John, your third, your three outfield picks, please.
2: Starting us off, I'm going to go with Ryan Braun of the Brewers uh, at 3,900. Now, generally, I understand that it's a little bit counterintuitive. Uh, use a hitter against the, but in this case, uh, just kind of the way that the several base hits tonight, and not really end up affecting Desclafani's overall production. And I just love Ryan Braun's career history at uh, Great American Ballpark at 302 average, 943 OPS, 20 career home runs, and 262 at bats. That's a huge sample, uh, and I think it's pretty uh, bankable. So I'm going to go with Braun at 3900. Moving down, I'm going to go with Odubel Herrera of the Phillies. He's got he's got the lefty righty matchup going. Been really excellent against right-handers, three eight eighty four OPS against right-handers, and and you know, Bud Norris, I'm expecting some regression, uh, and I think you kind of pointed to the fact that he he's already started to regress uh, as as the Mets uh, reach the All-Star break, and then I'm going to go with Jay Bruce as my last outfielder at 3600, going at home against Matt Garza. You know, we're going to have the, another lefty matchup here at at Great American Ballpark where there's. You know, just uh, a lot of home runs to be hit there. Uh, he's 10 for 32 lifetime with, t- with uh, 10 extra base hits off of Garza. Uh, his average has been uh, solid against uh, or consistent against lefties and righties sitting in the mid-260s, but all of his power has come against righties. So he's got 15 of his home runs this year and a 294 or so, uh, which is actually 11th in baseball against right-handed pitching. So I really like that pick uh, tonight at 3,600.
1: Okay, and I'm going to counter with uh, my trio of outfielders, beginning with Mookie Betts at $3,500. Betts has hit safely in 16 of his last 17 starts, and that includes an amazing 10 multi-hit outings, John. He is hitting in the heart of the Bosox batting order, which is the most potent offense in the majors uh, through the first half season. And tonight he faces Michael Pineda in the Bronx, where Betts and his mates have enjoyed great success in the last few seasons. Betts has a 5-for-17 sample history with a pair of homers in this matchup. And I'm pairing him with the teammate Jackie Bradley, again of the Sox, at $3,500. Including Bradley in tonight's lineup is justified in much the same way as Betts, as Junior has a seven-game hot streak uh, and has built some uh, impressive power numbers along with a batting average in the 300 range through the first half season. Except for a couple of blips in the past month, too, he's also greatly reduced his strikeout rate, which has helped him keep his batting average in that 300 range. And Betts also has a 4-for-10 sample with a 500 OBP against Pineda in their head-to-head matchups. And then finally, I've got to throw in Giancarlo Stanton of the Marlins for $3,600. Uh, I, I watched the home run hitting contest, John, and during the All-Star break. And I will say about... Uh, all I'll say about Gio's performance there is, wow, what is... Right. What is uh, Not as well known as as that performance is that uh, he had a seven-game hitting streak heading into the break that also included five home runs, so it's pretty safe to say that the big guy is locked in. Tonight he faces Jaime Garcia, who's had trouble with the long ball, oddly enough. He's normally a very good control pitcher who keeps the ball in the yard, but he served up seven round trippers and pitched to a whip of 157 in the past month. This lefty looks like easy meat for Stanton tonight, and I'm pretty happy that I can fit him into my lineup. Uh, closing us out, what's your play of the day, John?
2: It was, it was tough to choose because there, there are a lot of, uh, matchups that that I liked a lot tonight, but I'm going to end up going with Jay Bruce going against Matt Garza, uh, his history against him, uh, plus, you know, his powered production at home against right handers. I think that is too good to pass up for 3,600. So I'm going to go with him at 30, at 3600
1: yeah. And I'm going to counter with Strowman of the Blue Jays for $7,600. We both picked pitchers that were under the 8000 mark and gave us great great roster flexibility. All my indicators point to a strong outing here, and let's face it, you need your starting pitcher to go deep and win to have a shot at the big money in in the daily fantasy baseball game. If you can get your starter on the cheap like I did in this instance and you did in yours, John, so much the better for the rest of your lineup. That's our tip of the day and I think a fine way to end the first show in the post-All-Star break. Uh, uh, it, was, it was great to finally meet you face-to-face in, in Vegas, and I look forward to working with you in the rest of the season and hope our listeners continue to enjoy it. We did have some tech- technical difficulties with today's broadcast, for which I apologize. We'll try and right that ship uh, when we get back to you next week. So there you have it for John McKechnie. I'm Paul Bruno, and we wish you good luck with your FanDuel picks. Come back to listen to our podcast on a daily basis to get an edge on the competition. So long, everybody. Again. They're going to kill the love of my life